The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Greetings all. Lovely to be with you in this moment in time. Always makes my heart just so happy. But technology allows us to come together from so many different places, and yet we come together. It's so sweet. So sweet. So this week, as we are exploring the um, the five aggregates, the five khandas, these five constituents of our experience, the gestalt of which really creates our reality, what we consider our human experience, our human reality is made up of these five, nothing else, uh, which is quite profound what the Buddha has included in the five, and it's not just what the Buddha has included, but uh, but really, as you as a human being yourself, it's not so much a teaching to to like something to take on faith by any stretch at all. It's it's not to take these five khandas as faith, but just to experience for yourself. Yeah, these are my the five constituents of my experience. It's pretty wild when you really pay attention. It's just this. It's just it's just this. So we started yesterday with introduction, and we had some time also to to uh, talk about um, uh, form, rupa, um, and and it was a piece left over that I wanted to cover today um, before talking more about Vedana. So so with the discussions with the teachings on rupa on form, uh, often it is related relayed through the four elements, and I talked about four elements inside, four elements outside, as these elements I talked about that. Inter- so there's one way that this teaching is is relayed in terms of elements inside, elements outside, and I talked about that, and, and that we are stardust, remember? And there's a second way that this teaching can be uh, related to these four elements, and that is in a phenomenological way, which is through the first person experience, not in terms of what's inside, what's outside, this this physical science uh, conception of the world, what's inside, what's outside, but through the phen- phenomenological lens of our experience, which is our first person experience of being human beside, because that's really all we know. We, um, we can assert what's in the world but it's really through our lens. It's through our conception and perception. So another way to relate to form is, is for example, for the body is through our sensations, is through the flow of our sensations that we sense our experience of the world. And of course, if we were another animal, another being, our sensation of the world, our perception of the world would be very, very different. And and um, there's this wonderful book that came out uh, last year, I believe. Um, uh, it's um, it's by Ed Young, and it's called uh, An Immense World. Many, maybe one of you who's familiar can put it in chat. And this book beautifully talks about different animals having different umwelts, given their perception, given their their sensory 
uh, system, their sensory uh, apparatus, they have a very different perception of the word umwelt of the world. So given that we're human, our phenomenological experience of the world is in, is a particular way. So, so for us, for example, uh, in our bodies, there are um, mechanoreceptors, receptors that detect stimuli such as touch and pressure and vibration. That's our experience. You know, there's really no experience of hand or leg or breath. It's really these these mechanoreceptors, as well as the nociceptors that um, are receptors specializing in detecting pain and noxious stimuli, such as uh, in the in both throughout the body, including the skin, muscles, and organs, as well as thermoreceptors, of course, the cold receptors and warm receptors that we have throughout our bodies, and uh, proprioreceptors that inform us what the position of our body and body parts are, and baroreceptors um, detect changes in blood pressure, etc. So there are many, many receptors, many receptors that we have. So the phenomenological experience of this world is, is really the, the four elements practice is also taught through the what's called the 12 characteristics method. And the 12 characteristics method is just sensing these raw sensations, pushing, heat, cold, heaviness, lightness. These are the characteristics that I'm naming. Uh, there are 12 characteristics. They're in the Visuddhimagga, the Path of Purification teaching, a thousand-page book, I think somewhere behind me. It's that middle one, the, the thickest one. So it's another way to experience or practice the four elements practice through this phenomenological way of knowing the world. So so I wanted to bring that in because sometimes the four elements practice is only taught as inside, outside, and the elements, but actually this these 12 characteristics through our, our the phenomenology of our experience is, is a very important way it's also taught through these 12 characteristics and, and just the raw sensations that, that we have. So, so and, and, and we can tune into the... Uh, constituent of our experience again the concept of body and leg and arm all of that drops away when we just experience it through these sensations it, uh, when the mind gets very concentrated in fact it starts to feel like just points in space it's there's no location there's no it's just sensations in space now this other important constituent of our experience which is vedana feeling tone which i invited you to turn towards today is um is is a fundamentally important uh aspect of our experience um and we often miss it it's so important that we often miss it and we actually uh miss it in the fall in in this way miss it in that we something is pleasant or unpleasant and then we just uh we take it to be that and then uh the mind develops a preference for it, like it, don't like it, hate it, make it go away. And then narratives start. We get into these loops of thinking and thought. Whereas a very, very powerful tool is to simply notice that a stimuli, the mind is labeling it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neither. 
And this neither, this third category, by the way, some people try to keep looking for the neutral. Oh, is this neutral? Is not neutral? Well, if it's neither pleasant nor unpleasant, then it's just neither. Is that neither category? So I've had some practitioners get ooh, uh, wound up by this third category. Uh, it's it's simpler than you think. But when you tune into seeing the the uh, how the mind is labeling stimulus as either pleasant or unpleasant. It can lead to not getting wound up by it, not getting tripped by it. So, um, and also, there are many aspects to this practice, to, to the value to it. One is Sometimes, for example, we hear, say, a uh, a loud noise, right? And the mind labels that noise, that sound, let's say that sound, as unpleasant. Okay, so these are happening very, very quickly in succession every mind moment. Sound arises, there's contact with the sound, the awareness makes contact with the sound. And, and uh, this labeling of of unpleasant arises. So pasa is contact arises, and then vedana, which is this labeling, the, the mind labels in the particular way, given the mood it's in, given all the previous history we have had, etc. Sorry. So so these labels, these vedanas are kind of laden with, with uh, causes and conditions. Um, so the mind labels in a particular way. And then if we don't, we don't usually notice that so much, but then what happens after that labeling is like, oh, I don't like it. Then pushing starts. I don't like this. Then then uh, we cling, we push it away, cling to not liking it and make it go away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it, a, an amazing practice is, especially if you notice that you are in a doom loop, in a loop of rah, 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 just notice what just notice the Vedana of of what it's just unpleasant. It's just unpleasant. Maybe even, oh sweetheart, it's just unpleasant. Can I be with the unpleasant? It's just unpleasant Vedana. It's just unpleasant Vedana. And this practice is so powerful, so powerful to completely unhook, unhook the the selfing, the me mind, the mind getting all tied up, like it's it's awful, I don't like it, I hate it, make it go away. It's just unpleasant feeling tone, dear. Um, try this practice for yourself. It's really powerful. It can happen with anything, any stimulus, sounds, sensations, uh, pain in the body. It's just unpleasant, dear. It's just unpleasant feeling tone. Even bring the word Vedana in because it brings more specificity. It's just uh, unpleasant Vedana. It's just unpleasant Vedana. That's all. Unpleasant Vedana. Um, it's so powerful. It's really the way that not self-teaching impersonality can come in in a very subtle way, not in this heady way of it's impersonal, but it's like, it's just unpleasant. It's, that's all it is. It's just unpleasant. So, so um, what, this is one practical way that you can practice 
with the with Vedana. Similarly, if it's pleasant, if you find yourself really wanting, wanting something more and more and more, notice, sweetheart, it's it's just pleasant Vedana. I'm just lusting after pleasant Vedana. Well, maybe if you're uh, daydreaming and you're lost in thought and castles in the air, oh, sweetheart, it's just pleasant. It's just pleasant Vedana. And also notice, this is the last thing I say as an invitation for you to uh, to practice with Vedana today. That Vedana, V-E-D-A-N-A, feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, and neither, is malleable. It's not inherent to the stimulus. It's not inherent to the stimulus. So, for example, uh, a sound of a bell uh, can sound really pleasant, um, and or or it can if if or it can sound very unpleasant. And actually, it can switch back and forth and back and forth. It's not inherent in the sound of the bell. Um, it's really how our mind, given the state and expectations and all of that, that that cluster of 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 all these five khandas, really, the especially the mental phenomena is is labeling it, labeling it in a particular way. So so here, see how how flexible really it is. It's not fixed. Um, and that brings a sense of freedom. That also brings a sense of impersonality. It's not personal, it's just Oh, how this mind in this particular moment, given all these causes and conditions that keep changing and shifting and moving, uh, label this uh, this phenomenon in a particular way. Oh, sound pleasant, sound unpleasant. I notice sounds because the sounds are one of the easiest one ones to uh, uh, to ascribe meaning to uh, ascribe uh, vedana to, but sensations too, sensations as well. Um, that only as uh, only the I, may, maybe I'll just make one exception. No receptors when no receptors in the body detect pain or noxious stimuli. There is a tendency there; they tend to um, inherently feel unpleasant. But even them, even them, when the mind is really concentrated, I've I know I've I've had experiences where sense of pain actually can even feel. Wow, this is like fireworks in the body. There's pain everywhere, but the sensation is so interesting. The mind is so concentrated that even this quote unquote unpleasant sensation can can feel quote unquote pleasant because mind is so concentrated and has so much peace and curiosity about it. Okay, so thank you so much for your practice, for your interest, and we will continue with the five aggregates tomorrow. So please pay attention to Vedana today and the whole world will will uh, reveal itself to you. Be well. Tomorrow.